Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody watching or listening online. Of course, you can find us on anything that you get podcasts on. I tend to put the earbuds in when I'm chucking wood. Um, but whatever you can do. And we love you where you are, um, your extended family. Real uh, confession today. Um, I think you know how I do things. I don't, I don't really ever come with a lot of confidence in what I bring to the table because if it's me, then just go home. But today, I'm super not confident this is going to be coherent. I love a lot of these thoughts, but um, but I'm not sure. I mean, I just I'm praying that God puts it together well. So hopefully, get, give me some grace. Um, I would have usually have lost sleep over that in the last years, but I'm not going to do that because you know what I'm saying. That's too much focus on me. So I have this cool message. It's awesome. Um, I'm hoping it comes through. I got to trust Holy Spirit that He'll do it. But um, yeah, not 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 too pumped about this one. Just being honest with you. But um, so here's the deal. <sighs> I said something today when we were praying uh, back there. And if anybody ever wants to pray before the service, it's just something Bruce and I started doing years ago um, because it's a reminder to both of us that I'm made of dust and get out of the way. That's all. It's to pray. And so there's no elite crew in there. If you ever want to help pray for the service, or we can even do it out here. I don't care, you know. But don't ever think that. But that's important time because this is what it does for me. <sighs> the kids are here. They're out of the car seat. The music's ready. The, you know what I'm saying? Just like how you guys do in worship, right around the second song, I can feel you guys decompress. <laughs> That's what worship does, doesn't it? Gets your eyes off the mountains and says, oh, there's other, there's you. And by the time worship ends, you're lighter, aren't you? Back to where you were last Sunday around this time going, Lord, you're right in the center where you need to be. Well, today I want to do um, some practical teaching. I do enjoy this. Well, what I said in there is this. I said this. Um, We're commanded to love, and I know we talk about that all the time here, but uh, I'm going to build something here for a second. I realize this. It's literally God's stamp on us that shows the world him. If AJ doesn't learn to love the way that God commands me to, the way Jesus commands me to, then people around me won't see Jesus. Do you get it? Because God is love. And so, like, that sounds so pithy and whatever, but, like, there's a reason that that's the main banner what creator God said. He said, my creation is going to know me through what you do. And they'll know I'm good through you. And they'll know I am love through what you choose to do. Or don't, and they won't see me. You know what I mean? And, and that's not condemning. I'm not. I'm just giving you both sides here. This is crazy. Let's go, let's go on, on some scripture here. Just so you know, it's not me saying this. First uh, John 4, 8. John was the apostle leaning against his chest at dinner. You know, John was the one that Jesus loved. John was the poet. He was the, the mystic. And he says this. Toward the end of his life, he wrote this, I believe. Whoever does not love, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And I know you've probably been beat up by a bunch of people who called themselves Christians and were really good at getting to church and didn't love. Well, bring them to John, man. Don't bring them to AJ. Bring him to John, and he would tell you this. Well, if they're not loving you consistently, then they don't know God. Because that very thing is God. And if you don't have that very thing, you don't have him. It's that simple. God is love, which is awesome. Because then you can go to 1 Corinthians 13 and go, love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no record of wrongs, and you can put God in there. God is patient, God is kind, God keeps no record of wrongs. Cool, right? Want to see what he's like? Follow the yellow brick road. Here, man, that's why you look at the whole account of, uh, of the Bible. Not, you don't pick out one verse theology. This is the only way that his creation is going to see him. Now, I spend a lot of practical time on this because it's important to God. And it makes sense to keep, oh my gosh, for him to keep prompting me on it. 
So there's this legend I told Bruce about a little while ago. Um, I don't know where I heard it, but I looked it up yesterday, and it's actually true. It was in the writings of blah, 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 who got destroyed in a fire in blah, blah. Okay, some Greek name. It was actually written down. The Apostle John is the only one who wasn't killed for his faith. Now, time out. A lot of us have friends and family who are non-believers. One thing that I've been quoted saying is this. Every single person who held on to the fact that Jesus was who he said he was was murdered for it, and none of them recanted on it. If you can get 11 guys together, tell them a lie and tell them to die for it, they're not going to do that, are they? What the heck? You couldn't even get one person to die for a lie. Ask our interrogators and things like that. They had the truth as a way of bubbling out. So John's old at this time. John's the last living disciple. This is important. Hear me out. This is a nice story because it's true. And there's churches popping up, and he's working in Ephesus at the time. And he's old, and I mean his eyes are dim, and I mean... At, there's a legend that he had to be carried to these services. And when every time he came, though, think about it. Everybody had a special hush. Can you imagine if a living apostle who looked Jesus in his eyes and could tell you what his eyes looked like and, and, and remembers the touch of his hand? Like, what? Can you imagine how you would hush? You wouldn't be listening to some, some butthead up here talking, you know, about... You'd be talking about the guy who leaned against Jesus. Well, everybody... This one time... He comes into the church of Ephesus. They carry him in. And I don't mean they carry him in on a mat or something like that. They just kind of carry him in. And they're like, are you going to teach today, you know, Master? Can you share? And he nods. I'm making this a little more dramatic than the writings were, but whatever. And they kind of get ready. And a hush falls over the crowd. And he says, little children, love one another. And he hobbles back to his seat or at mo motions to be to sat down. And... The well-meaning young preacher guy comes over and goes, is that everything for today, uh, John? What else is there? He says, everything revolves around that. Now, time out. That's a true story of a man named Ioban in Greek. We turned it to John. He lived and he died. John had seen Jesus in Revelation with, with eyes of fire. And, and in feet of burnished bronze, and on a white horse with a robe dipped in blood and a sword, he saw that. And he also saw Jesus walk on water, and he saw Jesus die, and he saw Jesus be tender with his own mom. And what did he surmise out of everything he knew of Jesus, you guys? He boiled it down to this. Little children, love one another. Isn't that crazy? Really, think about it. Little children, behave. Didn't say that. Keep the rules. Didn't say that. Please, God, would love one another. And so today, we're going to do yet another message with new revelation, I feel, about how to do that. I have some really cool wisdom here, and I want to show you something. And this is going to be a wildly unpopular message. My second point is going to fly right in the face of our culture. And I hate the fact that it's recording. I really do. Because one of these days, man, I might have to answer for it. But I gotta, I gotta walk the truth out, right? I can't be politically correct and follow the truth. So be, be prepared to maybe be offended. But um, you can write me at I don't give a care at NorwoodFreeMethodistChurch.com. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I love you, but not so much about that. But anyway, let me focus. Real love is not denying the bad in people. It's accepting and loving through it. Here's the thing. You need to understand if you're gonna love people, realize this. No one is all good and no one is all bad. We often have heroes and villains, and it's garbage and nonsense. My buddy Pete was watching uh, Lemony Snicket. Now, I haven't watched that yet, 
But apparently what you have is a damaged person doing damaged things, but also getting redeemed and doing damage. And that's about right. Because we love fairy tales where you're bad, you're good. That's not true. That's not true. Even the worst of us has love in his heart. And the best of us has darkness inside of each one of us. I told you tonight we're popular. Nobody's all good. But we got to realize that if you're really going to love people, love God, to love people and show them God, you got to start and realize this. Don't be deceived, man. Real love is not denying the bad in people. It's accepting it and loving through it. And you want to know how I know that? Because that's what God does for you. Next slide, please. He doesn't pretend we're good so he can love us. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While you were still doing whatever the heck you wanted to do and, 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 and pissing about and spitting in God's face and on your worst day, on that day you never want to think of even for yourself, that day of regret, Jesus died for you. Why do I mean, how many of your sins were in the future when Jesus died? Every single one of them. He knew and still did that. And he knew that you would become a follower of him and still stumble and did that. He doesn't just pretend you're not a sinful person. He accepts and loves you through that. Now, if we are going to be the people who show God to the world by loving, we got to love the right way. And that's this. You accept the bad in people. You don't sit there and pretend it wasn't there. And I'll tell you what, every single one of us has a degree of this in our own lives. I know that. I promise you. Now, I don't want to get bogged down in this. We all know love isn't a feeling. Love is an action and a state of being, okay? The love God is commanding us to love with is not a feeling. It may produce feelings, but it's not that. I don't want to get buried there. But when God commands us to love someone, it's a whole bunch of things. Care, provide, protect, have their best interest in mind. But he's talking about the whole person, and here's what I mean. Would I be loving my son or daughter if I turned a blind eye to their faults and negative tendencies? She gets it. Would I really be loving them? No, you know what I would be doing? And you can write this down, y'all. I would be loving a false version of them that doesn't exist. And we've all done it maybe when we were younger in our romantic lives. Pedestal. <laughs> a couple of you have. Oh, really? Okay, a couple of you. Yeah. Me, I start calling you by name. Yeah. I dated that person. They were so amazing. And then, whoa, no, they weren't. That was a version I created of them. Oh, boy. And it really wasn't love at all. I just did Joni Mitchell. Hey, did you hear? I fit in the Joni Mitchell. I really don't know love at all. A false version of someone. Now, here's the thing. A real form of love God is commanding us is unafraid to look at the darkness inside of people and to then unwaveringly love them. We're so full of grace and we're so loved ourselves, we can look at the person, realize there's a bucket of yuck in front of us. <laughs> Thank you. That was my own phrase. But they'll love them anyway. Do you see what I'm saying? Because the way, the way that we've been conditioned to do it by just looking at certain things isn't really love. I promise you this. Okay, to serve ourselves, we create versions of others that we can comfortably love. Then when they do something that doesn't line up with that version, we need to either change the version we have of them or walk away. And most just walk away. And I just addressed some of the roman main romantic issues in the Western world and why we're at a 50% blah, blah, blah rate. I know what's coming at you, dude, but real love will last. Real love is powerful and real love is strong. But if we accept a false version of love, we wondered why it doesn't have that power we're promised it has. Well, you, you, you got deceived. So many of us live, we, we, we live under the whole, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But we carry that further where we're like, well, anything nice to think, don't think it at all. And then we end up being these people who blindly just disregard things we should be seeing. And like I said, that's not real love. Now, I want to tell you something. This is where it's going to start to get a little hard, which is cool. I appreciate that. 
I'm AJ. That's me. That's my name, apparently. <laughs> it's not really, but kind of. Uh, and I want to tell you something. I want to confess to you. I have the capacity to murder. I have the capacity to have an affair, to steal, to do all sorts of things. I'll even throw the word rape out there, which isn't very popular, of course. But inside of me is a sin nature that pulls me toward those things. And if you look at me and you don't think I have that capacity, then you don't really love me. Because I do. Now, some of them more than others. I'll tell you this. I have a capacity probably toward violence that most of you don't have. That's just how I'm bent. I don't have a big capacity or propensity for neglect. I, I'm not a neglectful parent. Because, by the way, neglecting is sin. If you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it, it's sin. So you may not slap your kid, but if you're ignoring your kid, it's sin. It's bad. I don't really have that propensity inside of me. I have other propensities. Hi, I'm AJ. That's real life. Do you understand? So now, now that you know that, accept it and then choose to love me or don't. There's AJ. He could be really violent sometimes. Do I choose to love him? I mean, I have to acknowledge that about him. And now do I love him? Do you get it? Different stance, isn't it? And the reason that this is important is this. We all spend, the, the, the way we naturally do things is we bust our butts, almost swore, didn't, just good, pulled it back, is this. We all bust our butts every day trying to get people to not see the stuff that we're, we're actually capable of. All day hiding from our coworkers. I'm friendly. I have the capacity to really be a dirtbag. No, don't see that. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm late because I have really poor time management. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not important enough for my time. Oh, no, no, we're fine. I don't have the capacity to be a really... Wow, all I do is swear in my head. That's crazy. I swear to you. <laughs> Kirk knows. <laughs> I don't have the capacity to be a really controlling, dominating woman. Yeah, get it? And so guess what? We walk around so busy hiding from those things and, and lying to ourselves and others that we have the capacity inside of us that all of a sudden we look around and it's all cardboard love. 500 people on Facebook say they're your friends and they don't give a crap about you because you're too busy hiding. Now, that's okay for everyone else. I don't care about culture. I don't want to change culture. I don't. I don't care about the culture. I don't. That's not my job. I'm not megaphoning out on a sidewalk. I don't think we do that as Christ followers. I think we quietly walk out our faith and we change the sphere of influence we have around us. It's true. And I don't do this perfectly because I don't want you all to know what I'm capable of. I mean, I confess some of those things, but you know what I mean? I don't always want it. But if you're really going to love me, you got to know. Don't create a false version of AJ. Because you know what happens, don't you? How many times I hear this? I didn't think he was capable of that. Well, what? What do you mean you didn't think he was capable of that? Now you got to deal with cognitive dissonance because you created a version of him that wouldn't do that. Now you got to deal with that. Yes, of course he was capable of that. How about this? He's capable of those things. She's capable of those things. But I'm trusting the fact that they're letting God restrain those things inside. And then if it happens, it's like you're let down. But the person, you don't deal with the different identity. Do you get it? I don't, I don't want to head into the office here. but Everybody's so busy hiding. And I'll tell you what. We even do this. Just, I'm going to hit this and quit this. A lot of us, we do this, of course, in life, and I get it. But a lot of us still do that with God. We still think we can hide or should hide from God. Because if he knew this, we think God's love comes with conditions because that's all we've ever known. And I got to tell you, you got to start there, man. It does not. If God is love, it's because he chose to be. And if you want to know why God loves you, it's because he wants to. Do you understand? 
and it's not going to change. You get that. I'm still in your hand. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. That comes out of John where Jesus says, Father, he's in my hand and he's in your hand. And Brian and I went like this. That's the word picture in Greek. And if you think you can jump out of the Father's hand with Jesus capping it, you think too much of yourself. Okay, moving forward. We love in truth. There we go. There's point one. No one is all good and no one is all bad. Now let's look at the other side of this. Now here's the controversial part. <laughs> Sneer. <laughs> here's what I see. We live in a world where if a celebrity says this or this bad thing or has found out about something or someone, it's over for them and we're supposed to boycott them, wash them away, and cast them aside. And I would say this. I don't care what you do, culture, but careful where that leads. That's what I would say. Michael Jackson, a lot of controversy around him. Don't act like he didn't make Thriller, people. The dude made Thriller. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, he may have done these other things, but now we're supposed to think he wasn't the, one of the most amazing musicians in the world because he was jacked up over here? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? And again, listen, I don't care about Michael, or I'm going to talk about Bill Cosby in a second. I don't care about them individually, but I'm careful where that leads in your life. Bill Cosby, some terrible stuff that went down allegedly. I don't know the story. I don't even have cable, guys. But recently, uh, you know, he's going to jail three to ten years. This last week I read it somewhere. But he really does, does what he did. Now, careful, follow me on this one. And again, you don't have to like what I'm saying. But you need to listen. Does what he did wipe away the fact that he was one of the first and only positive black role models on television? Does it wipe it away? Because culture is telling you it does, and your news channels do. Does it change the fact that he supported eight different charities and gave millions of dollars? You reconcile inside yourself, because no one is all good, but don't you fall into the fact that someone's all bad, too. Michael Jackson may have been jacked, but he still made Thriller. You get it? It's true, guys. We got to be careful, because that's what our culture is doing right now. And I don't, again, I'm not defending his actions or him. I don't care. I am defending the truth. There is both good and bad that he has done. Because here's the problem. If we condemn the person because of the bad that surfaces, then all of a sudden, that's going to just keep going. And the world, you know what I'm saying? The world thinks they can do that. They think they have the right to condemn the person. But we as Christ followers, no, we do not have the right to condemn anyone. Do you understand that? If you have anyone that you have condemned, you need to today let them out of prison. You don't have the authority to condemn anybody. Of course, as society, we do that. But the reason I say this is because if we do that to the Cosbys and to Michael Jackson and, and we, we pluck them out of history because of, 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 of something they've done, here's the problem. That means that in one stroke of, de, of a brush, people get defined. All bad. And if we're not careful, here's what's going to happen. It's not only going to be per, uh, public figures that, ha that th this happens. It's going to start happening to each and every one of us in our lives. How many times have I opened up the paper and read somebody messed up? Psh, done, right? That means they lose their job. They lose their friends. They lose their fr No, what? is that who we are as a society? I'll tell you what, I don't care. We as Christ followers, we do redemption. We do absolution. We do change and we do growth. That, thank you. That's where you say, amen, AJ. I agree with you. Now I understand what you're saying. Bill Cosby's not a demon from the pit of hell. He's good and bad wrapped in one. Because if man, oh, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could just pluck each one of your biggest sins and put them right there for everybody to see? And you know what you would do? 
No, it wouldn't be great at all. But that's what's happening. And we all go, kill them, kill them, kill them. And I can imagine Jesus is going, what are you doing in that crowd? They all get in that crowd. Do you know when Ted Bundy was murdered? Now listen, that, that's another extreme example. And I'm pushing you for a reason. Burn, Bundy, burn. Burn, Bundy, burn. They, they chanted outside the court, the, uh, the, the, the prison so loud that he heard it. And his quote was something like, boy, you think, I'm, you think I'm evil or something. That sounds like evil out there. Now, here's the thing. Ready? I'm not even going to talk about that because what he did was horrible. And God invented capital punishment. If you don't like that, take it up with God. If you don't believe in capital punishment, then you don't think God knew what he was doing when he instituted it way back in the day. Anywho. But do I want to be in the crowd that's going, burn, Bundy, burn? I don't think Jesus would go. I think Jesus would go, AJ, listen. <clears throat> what are you doing, man? You, you're in me? And you, you brought me here to yell, burn, Bundy, burn to my kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not saying bring him over to your house. But I'm saying, where's your heart at in this moment? You're just washing this person. You're just washing them away because of what they, do you see what I'm saying? And again, this is not popular, man. Oh, are you defending Bill Cosby? I don't care. But here's the thing. I'm just not going to sit there with Bill Cosby or, or my father or any of you and go, that equals all bad. Or you did this one thing equals all good because it's not truth. And I'm not a warrior of truth, but I'll tell you what, the last point of my message is this. If you remain in truth, you stay safe. Remain in truth. So, um, okay, let me hit this really quickly. I think you follow me on this last one. In other words, I think y'all are suspicious that what I'm saying is true, even though how it works right now, we're not really sure. That's fine. We love in truth. No one is all good or all bad. And I want to hit the hardest one of the day. Everybody needs to do this. This is especially important to do with your parents. Uh, yeah, wow, that was a left turn, AJ. Absolutely. What I just told you about seeing someone, they're not all good and they're not all bad. Doing this and realizing this, I don't care if you're 85 or 8 years old, you really need to realize this about your parents. Now, here's why. I believe that we are... We're, we're this, this triune thing. Hmm, interesting. I'm not talking about the Trinity inside of us. Of course, we've taught that before. But I believe that I'm part mom, part dad, and then the separate individual entity that is known as AJ. And they say this in marriage. You, initially, you marry the person that you, her parents or his parents created. But 10 years in, that's the spouse you created. We don't got time for that in the office. We don't got time for that. But here's what I see. The reason you, you need to really be honest about who your parents were or are Good and bad is manyfold. One, if you're blind to the negative tendencies they, they had, you'll be blind to them in yourself. If I don't see that dad was hot-tempered, I'm not going to see the hot temper that I still carry. If I don't see that mom was controlling and was passive-aggressive and got behavior to change by that, then I don't see that I do the same damn thing. That's psychology, but it's also sins of the fathers and the inequities of God set that up. I don't have time for that today, but I want you to understand. Open your eyes. Now, when we start doing this, people get uncomfortable, especially if you had good parents. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, dishonor them. I don't want to negate them. And Hold on. Stop. Point one was you're not really loving them if you're denying parts of them. I'm just going to stare at the screen. You're not really loving them. If you're creating up false versions where daddy was a saint, then you don't really love him. You're loving that side of him. Daddy was also this. And that's okay. Do you get it? And the thing is, listen, when, when I'm telling you, this is seven to eight years of, of hard working through things and counseling with folks. 
This is a big thing. Now, I'm going to give you the positive on this in a second, but I'm staying the negative for a second, okay? When you look honestly at someone in the pursuit of truth, you're not dishonoring them. If I look at my dad and say, and I say this all the time, my dad passed about 12 years ago. If I can look at him in my mind's eye and go, Dad, he retreated when he was challenged or disappointed in me. Sometimes I felt like his love was conditional. I'm not saying it to hurt him, to slander him, or to tarnish his memory. Do you understand that? I'm saying it because it's truth, and I want to really love him in truth and learn from it. Now, here's the opposite of that. Let me get off the negative. The reason you need to examine, honestly, your parents especially, this is, the way, this is just the way God set things up. He, he thinks in generations, you guys. Anyway, I was talking to Petey about this a little while ago. It would have been, whatever, Thursday. And uh, he said, we were talking about dad, my father. Because for some reason, just I'll share with you. For some reason lately, like I had a dream about my dad not long ago. We were just chilling. We were just hanging out. Which I think might be the final stage of grief. Where I just miss him at times. But you know what I mean? Like I'm living life. But when I see him in a dream, it's not profound. We're just chilling. And it's nice. And I wake up and it's nice. And I don't, I'm not sad. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know. It's been 12 years though. And I've tried to do the work. But anyway, so you know what Pete says to me? He says... You know what about Charlie? That was my, my father's name was Charlie Daniels. <laughs> um, some of you get that. Yeah, we're getting older. Um, was Yeah, one of the best. And they actually met when he came to Franklin County Fair. Charlie Daniels is huge, by the way. My dad was 6'2", and Charlie Daniels engulfed him like an amoeba. <laughs> Science joke. And uh, so anyway, stop, guys. Um, <laughs> so, oh, he said this. He goes, you know what I remember about your dad, though? Because Pete used to come to the house and we'd play cards <laughs> poker i don't care for chips and dad would keep our money too just because i was this kid he didn't give the money back he's like you gotta learn <laughs> he did he's like you gotta learn that's all my money dad well now you know um, but anyway so uh he didn't always win i won here and there but um he said he goes pete goes you know what i remember about charlie he was a good he was a good friend he was uh reliable if charlie liked you he liked you and, and he goes you know what actually i see that in you too and i was like I was like, wow. He's like, well, obviously, you know, you're a really good friend. And I'm like, I would, wow. Because you know what another point is? Is if you look honestly at your parents and you see something good, if you recognize it in them, you'll then see it in yourself. And you know what immediately comes out of that? You'll want to keep that going. So I get a phone call. Not even a phone call. It was a message at 1130 on Friday. Now, I don't stay up too late because I'm a bear if I'm tired. And I know that about myself. That's another tendency I have. I Anyway. Uh, homicidal but um so 11 30 i get a message from my cousin um whom i love dearly and um i knew it was an important thing and the message had a back door to it it said this i said if you're not already sleeping can you call me and i was like she already thinks i'm sleeping i'm out right i mean come on you would too 11 30 but then i remembered you know what i'm a good friend i'm reliable like my father and you know what a reliable person would do they'd call Long story short, I was on the phone with her until after one. Woke up and was a bear the next day. <laughs> but because <laughs> I saw it in my father, I was able to recognize it inside of myself, and I want to move that forward. Does that make sense? So it's not all negative, you guys. It's not all negative at all. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which one do I want to give? A or B, A or B. Flip a coin. Poof, I got two little. Both. Okay. <laughs> Jay, what do you think? But really quickly, I'll get through it. Okay. You know what, though? Thank you for that because I often feel like y'all are just waiting for me to shut up. Um, no? 
Okay, cool. I got two things. I won't, I won't move it forward, though. You know what I realized, too? Uh, slide, please. I want to show you a couple things about the way Jesus loved, because we only see God through love. The angel appeared to Gideon, and the, and the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Next, please. I skipped one slide. And he says, the Lord turned to him and said, go on the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. Uh, let's do the next one, too. I want to show you what God does when he approaches us. Jesus in the book of Matthew, Matthew was there, by the way, and wrote this down. One day Jesus says this, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man. Simon just said to him, you're, you're, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. And I tell you that you are now Petros, Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus had a way when it comes to loving. He had a way of calling forward the good in someone. Seeing them truthfully for who they were, their propensities, not, not not seeing their sin, but calling forward the good in them and empowering it. So number one, we love in truth because your next step is if you do that, you then have the ability to call forward the good and amplify that. Now, there's a person in my life. This person is not in this room. I had to pick someone far away so y'all don't get weird. But this person, you could call this person bossy. You could call this person controlling. They try too hard and they're super opinionated. But in truth, in truth, truth, I could also say this. This person is very organized and very disciplined. I want to give you uh, one guess as to what I normally think about this person. Good or the bad. Probably the bad. Do you see what I'm saying? But do you know that if I'm loving them in truth, now help me get this out. If I'm loving them in truth, here's what I can do. I can choose what I think about, what I dwell on with this person, of course. But I could even assign a thought toward her in me that would lead toward love. Now, here's what I'm saying. She's this stuff and this stuff and that stuff. Or I can choose to call forward the good in, he, good in her over here. So I can assign. This is big. This could, I could write a book about this, I think, because it's, it's weird and new. I've realized that I can assign a thought to her on purpose so that when I think of this person, I can think of words like disciplined. Or what was the other one? Uh, organized. Right now, when I'm not steering, guess what thoughts come? A bunch of jumbled thoughts. What, what, Jesus saw Simon. He's impulsive. He's full of fear. He's full of doubt, right? But Jesus just looked in and saw this little pebble inside, which is kind of a joke, and said, you will grow to be, and you are. You have the seed of steadfastness and strength. I'm going to assign that to you. Gideon, mighty man of God, mighty, do you see me? I'm built like Webster over here, like, <laughs> do you remember Webster? <laughs> sorry, sorry. My humor needs to catch up, by the way. Webster was the little guy. Remember when he was adopted by Mr. Kapalopoulos or something? Guys, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> see, when my face gets red, you'll see that like it got away from me for a second. I got to rein it back in. Uh, okay, so, so he says to Gideon, he says, you're a mighty warrior, you're a mighty man of God. That's what he assigns him. Now, Marty can take a difficult relationship. She can say, that person's difficult, and I'm done saying in my side of myself, they're not difficult. They are, but I'm going to love them in truth. I see the good, I see the bad, but I'm going to call forth this one thought and put that on them. And so now this person, where, again, I wasn't steering the ship always, and I thought all these yucky thoughts about him, but I can say this, disciplined, organized. And maybe even next time I see this person, I don't see this person often at all. But maybe even next time when I see this person, I can even say something like that. 
like Jesus just did, where, you know, I, if she's spinning out doing something, I can say, you know, I really admire how disciplined you are. And the world sees God through that loving action of choosing to love her in that way. Do you see it? It took a while to build because it's, it's, it's several steps. But I, I, I want to give you this. Those coworkers, f- friends, family, even exes, examine what you have on them, what stickers you've put there, and re- say, have, am I seeing them fully, the good and the bad? Because I tell you what, some, t- some people throw so much shade your way, you stop seeing any good whatsoever. You got to bring that back in. When you look through the eyes of truth, and then what are you going to sign to them? And I know lots of exes can say this. They can say, look, I think she's crazy, but she's a good mom. And that gets put on that person and allows the person to love that person. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, all right. A third of you are with me. Cool. Last one is this. And that's not a change in perspective. Stiv guy, that's, that's a change in your operating system. Where I'm going to see somebody, I'm not going to deny the bad. I'm going to see the good and the bad. I'm going to choose to love them through it. And one tool I'm going to do for that is I'm going to call forward something I see admirable, godly inside of this person, and that's what's going to go before them. And do you know that, okay, someone calling me a good friend made me a better friend. Do you see that? Isn't that amazing how you can call forward and amplify things inside someone? Really, it's amazing. Let's use our mouths to bless. Last thing here is this. And this is good. Somebody needs this. I promise. I want, uh, one last thought. I want to remind you that Jesus says this. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. Wherever there's truth, there's Jesus Christ. I listened to Jordan Peterson, clinical psychologist, last night. I had to rip myself away from it. Because what's coming out of him, he may not bow his knee to Jesus Christ, but the truth that's coming out of him is Jesus Christ. Because all wisdom is, comes from, from Jesus. And like I said, if, if Paul and John and Ringo saying, oh, you need his love, they don't have to bow their knee to Jesus to be speaking his language. Get it? Because truth is Jesus. And if it's not, Jesus lied to you. All truth is Jesus, no matter whose mouth it comes from. I'm not offended. I can take the meat. And spit out the bones. I can read books not by Christian people. I can listen to music and be touched by Pearl Jam and Pink Floyd. And I can say the stuff that's not of God, fine. But there's truth in there. There's truth in there. And I recognize you, Jesus. Did you get it? Be set free. Watch movies. Jeez. It's stupid. Some of the things we've done. So listen. Now listen. This is also going to be unpopular. And this is unpopular in my life. I was talking to Melanie about it yesterday. This is unpopular in my life, okay? But some of us, some of us will recognize this from back in the day with guys like John Wayne. Okay, focus on being in the truth. This is important because we, have, we can navigate difficult relationships. Let me give you an example. You just worry about being in the truth. A friend of mine was going to court, a custody situation. And he didn't know what to do because his soon-to-be ex-wife was battling for custody. And it was vicious. It was a vicious situation. But he, he was a godly man who offered restraint. And um, he was like, there's certain things he didn't want to mention because it would have painted her in a bad light. And you ready for my response was, did she do it? He's like, yeah. Then you say it. What do you mean? Listen, if someone did it, you don't cover it up and hide it because then you leave the truth. You see what I'm saying? Oh, but that's going to make them look bad. So? You know what I'm saying? You lie to me or do something to me. I'm not going to pretend you didn't do that. I'm going to talk about it. Dude lied to me. (laughs) I love you anyway. We always step out of the truth in the name of being nice. What did I say the other day? There's a difference between being a good person and being a nice person. 
There's a lot of nice people out there that ain't good. Just look at our elected uh, officials, no matter what psycho you're talking about. I have your best interest in mind. Do you? Do you? And then we always find out, no, you got your own darn interests in mind. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't care. You fall on either side of the fence. But here's the thing. Don't depart from truth. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So go in that courtroom and like, oh, I don't want to say that she did it. Did she do it? Yeah, cool. Then bring it out. And the same thing with conflicts in your lives. If someone did it, that's fine. They need to own it. And I don't mean you need to make them own it. Does, does that make sense? Do you know what? Do you know? Let me tell you something. Secrets in families will always destroy families. And you know what they say? I was protecting you. No, you were protecting you having to deal with that. Any popular? I'm looking at the ceiling. It's true, man. The secrets, and because here's the thing about truth as well. Truth floats, dude. Truth always comes out. No, I'm not right. You ever, you ever keep a secret that didn't get found out, guys? How'd that go for you? The truth floats. Because guess what? Jesus is the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in loving people, let's shut it down. No, 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 no. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I see people, they're trying to parent. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with teaching how people how to single parent. I think we need that. That's life. But I'll see one parent who's choosing to be neglectful or choosing to break things and not keep responsibility, and the other parent covers up for that person, and guess what? You've just abandoned truth. I know daddy was supposed to be here, or mommy was supposed to be here, but mommy uh, is saving puppies in the Congo to, I don't know. No, she said she'd be here. She's not here. Well, why, daddy? I don't know. Ask her. You don't get to dump your personal baggage because mommy's a bee. You don't get to say that. No, 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 people do that. You do. Because mommy's B and she's irresponsible and I think she... You don't do that. But you don't sit there and cover for the person because you've just let go of truth. Was supposed to be here. Isn't here. Don't know what to tell you. You get it? Stop covering for people. Some of you are doing that. Just don't cover. Don't. Because then you become a part of snuffing out the truth. And the last thing you want to do is be fighting against truth. Do you understand? And then you wonder why. My kids have the wrong idea about their dad or their mom and yeah you created that they think he's someone he's not uh, all right only by acknowledging the truth both good and bad in the people are we free to actually love them the way we're commanded to none of your kids are awesome by the way your kids are awesome and terrible and that's okay we love them through that do you see what i'm saying that leads to snot little, little brats in walmart Oh, that's good. Whose mommy and daddy think they're little princesses? Princess. No, no, I did not say grandkids. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make it out of here. <laughs> that's good, Bruce. Very, very good. But again, only by acknowledging truth can we truly love people the way we're supposed to, guys. And so what are we going to do as we're closing? We're going to be conscious of truthfully seeing and loving people. One bad's not going to wash away all the good and vice versa. We're led by truth and then we're going to do what Jesus did, and, and we're going to look through the yuck and choose to call forth the good in someone and to dwell there and purposefully and truthfully love them. We're going to pursue and remain in truth because we're safe in truth because we're safe in Jesus. Let's go out and worship. Thanks for hanging with me today, guys. I know we went a little long.